Welcome to MTSU on the Record. I'm Jenna Logue, and we're coming to you from the campus of Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. An MTSU animation specialist has written a children's book in which his characters come to life the old-fashioned way. In Million Roots, the Headscarf, a young girl comes to understand some aspects of cultures unlike her own and conquers her fear of something she didn't understand. Rodrigo Gomez is an assistant professor in the Department of Media Arts whose usual academic endeavors lend themselves to characters scampering across video. We'll find out why he turned his creative eye to the hardcovers after this. Here are some of the headlines making news at mtsunews.com, the university's news and information website. Beginning this fall, MTSU will begin offering a new bachelor's degree of data science, as well as a graduate certificate geared toward working professionals in the emerging field. MTSU leaders announced its Tennessee Data Initiative February 18th at the Nashville Technology Council's headquarters, attended by university and NTC leaders and state officials, as well as a host of representatives and supporters from business and industry. With entry-level salaries averaging seventy to $85,000, data scientists filled the critical role within business and industry of analyzing and interpreting the mounds of data that decision makers need to maintain a competitive edge. MTSU President Sidney McPhee said the university's role as the largest provider of degree recipients in the greater Nashville area makes it imperative that its academic programs reflect workforce needs, including the constantly changing environments surrounding technology and data. And Leah Talbert Lyons received the John Pleas Faculty Recognition Award February 13th in a ceremony at the Sam H. Ingram Building on the MTSU campus. The plaque is presented annually to a black faculty member who has demonstrated excellence in teaching, research, and service. Lyons, an MTSU alum, has taught French language, literature, and film at the undergraduate and graduate levels since joining the faculty in 2001. In addition, Lyons is taught contemporary African literature as part of the Africana Studies program and the Film Studies minor. For MTSU News at any time, go to mtsunews.com. Rodrigo, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Gina, thank you for inviting me. You've worked on animated cartoons, commercials, and corporate videos. So why a book and why now? There is... Um with a book, the opportunity to tell a story in the traditional way, to start uh, getting to children in, in their home. And because the book has the opportunity to have the child with the parent sitting down, and this is a book for young children. Mm -hmm. So the intention is that the parent would read to them the story and engage in a conversation that has a big, big meaning behind it. Since the proliferation of CGI, computer-generated imagery, are kids reading as much as they used to before the characters jumped off the page and onto the screen? That, that, that is part of the thing, too. They are not. They're, they're leaving books uh, behind. And the intention with this project is a longer, bigger scope project uh, that looks for the creation of books and actually animated media that will combine with the books. So it's a it's a blending. Uh, right now, you just have the book, but there is going to be an initial uh, episode about the headscarf uh, coming out pretty soon. 
about how long do you think that'll be? It's going to be just about five minutes long. The intention of the project is to make it a whole series, and I'm, I'm projecting it to be in the future uh, sponsored by a, a any institution that will uh, help me make it a larger project. Uh, so at the moment, I just need to, uh, I'm producing, the, I have the book on, uh, you know, on sale now. And uh, I have the, the animated episode going to animation festivals. So that is still getting a little bit more recognition worldwide. I'm surprised that animated features have not been tied to books more than, than they have been over the years, because you'd think that would be a great way to get your point across. Uh, they're certainly tied to all kinds of merchandise, toys, and body wash, and heaven knows what else. But tying them to books hasn't been quite part of the marketing scheme over the years, has it? Well, it, it used to be more in the past uh, because, of course, books were more uh, popular. And uh, yes, all media, or not all, but most media needs to make a, a profit out of the content that they create. So, yeah, uh, it's not as easy. They always look for, for toys. They look, as you said, for merchandising, anything that they, that can, they can produce and make some money behind. <laughs> Sometimes the meaning and the message behind the stories is not as important, unfortunately, mm -hmm. and that is a challenge. Uh, and that's why I'm trying to get to the approach uh, a, a more a traditional way, trying to go back to the book and also getting the media more in, in a direct way to the consumer, hopefully. Uh, that will get there. That's that's the plan. Mm -hmm. Where did the idea for Million Roots come from? As you may uh, understand, uh, because of my background as an immigrant, mm -hmm. uh, I experienced uh, discrimination a few times, and uh, people, you know, not understanding where you come from, uh, or or where or who you are, and 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 uh, what's your situation in life, and I. I thought that in this world, uh, with so many migrants going around in different places of the world, you have in Europe, you have them here, South America, everywhere, Africa, uh, there is need to uh, tell the story from the point of view of the child who is receiving those people. So Millie is that character, is the character who is receiving those people that she is not familiar with. And I'm just trying to tell children and put in their hearts this uh, seed of compassion, acceptance, and respect for those. That doesn't mean she has to be like them. Okay. She has to do what they do. Just she has to be open to listen to them and to accept them. Why did you choose in particular a uh, young Muslim girl as the girl that Millie doesn't understand. There was, when I when I was trying to think of what the first story uh, was going to be um, in the book, I have multiple stories planned out because I have planned for a series. Mm -hmm. And uh, naturally, my first thought was, I'm a Hispanic immigrant. I could say a story of the Hispanic character. But since I wanted to tell the story from the point of view of that one who doesn't know the incoming culture, it, it made a bit more sense for me to tell the story of a, a culture that I wasn't that familiar with. And the headscarf uh, had uh, that impact. 
there was also something else. Uh, I, I have a daughter who is 11 uh, at the moment, but when she was younger, she when she was three or four, she would get paralyzed uh, in situations where she wasn't comfortable. Like uh, if you went to the store and she saw somebody who wasn't uh, exactly the way she uh, was familiar with, she would get really, really paralyzed. And one time she saw a woman wearing a headscarf and, uh, and uh, we didn't know what to tell her. Uh, we, of course, tried to calm her down, but uh, it was important to find a way to say to the child, don't worry, you just need to just let let it be and get closer to these people uh, to, to listen to them and see who they are. We'll take a break right here. We'll be back in just a moment. This is MTSU on the record. Tennessee's farm families contribute to our state's economy, nutrition, and culture. The Tennessee Century Farms Program at MTSU's Center for Historic Preservation acknowledges farms that have been in the same family at least 100 years. To date, the program has certified more than 1,500 farms. There's no cost to nominate a farm or be part of the program. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The Experiential Learning Scholars Program at MTSU gives students a chance to go outside the classroom and obtain hands-on experience in their chosen fields of study. They'll have the opportunity to give something back to the community through service learning as they gain acceptance for graduate study. Students should be able to select EXL-designated courses from major requirements and general studies requirements to complete the 16 to 18 hours of EXL coursework. For all of the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. We're talking about Million Roots, a new children's book written by Rodrigo Gomez, who is an assistant professor in the Department of Media, Arts, and an animator. Why do you make Millie's compatriots to be a potato and a carrot? It is uh, uh, fun to think of the silliness that a potato and a carrot uh, bring to the story. Uh, Of course, since it's an idea about the roots of culture, Uh, it made sense to think of root vegetables to be the ones that will take you through the roots of the plant, down the earth, to another place in the planet. And it made total sense. And I said, well, the potato is uh, originally from South America. The the carrot has uh, origins in the Middle East, but also in Europe. And all the vegetables come from other places. So in future uh, stories, uh, I'm planning to introduce other vegetable characters mm-hmm. that will help telling this story. Also, I think it's just so much fun to just to mm-hmm. change and play with the characters' personality and their look, just to make it appealing to children, mm-hmm. of course. Isn't it understandable why a young child who hasn't had much exposure to Muslim traditions would be afraid of someone who covers her face? I mean, the child she doesn't understand not only has a headscarf on, but she has her face covered up. And that's something that a little kid, uh, at least uh, after watching hours and hours of television, might more closely associate with bandits and thieves. Yes, exactly. Even more, I just, uh, um, uh, last week, a friend of mine who purchased the book, which came out just recently, a few weeks ago, she bought the book for her son, and she sent me a message saying, oh, the uh, the kid was asking if the woman on the, on the cover was a bad person. So, yes, it's exactly that. Is that a misinterpretation of what that is and who that person is? Uh, even though in the story that uh, Millie knows is, the the mom of her friend uh, is uh, she still doesn't know why and she's confused by it, so she needs to go and experience um, you know <laughs> you know herself uh, 
what it is and who these people are. And Millie's grandma, who is the font of all wisdom, the wise old owl, if you will, uh, can talk to her all she wants, but still this is something Millie has to find out on her own personal journey, yes. right? Grand- grandma uh, Cleme, uh, after my mom, her name is Clemencia, so Grandma Cleme is uh, somebody who knows it and she knows the, the magic of her garden and she tells the, the things to to Millie but of course Millie doesn't get it right away and but at the same time is recognizing that uh, those who are your parents or your grandparents have things to say and the little kid will connect at the end in the story oh that's what grandma Clemens said uh, and and then it makes sense you know what the whole uh, problem was and the answer to it like you did say something about a million roots animation video to accompany this and you do anticipate this being part of a series of Millie adventures i hope so yes that's the plan Will they all be based on uh, the attempts to understand other cultures, or do you have other social issues in mind for Millie to tackle? It, it is intended to uh, cover all things that could be foreign to a child. So, it, you know, there, there is even ideas for one day to say, uh, Millie is not familiar with uh, the flavor of the hot dogs she's eating. And although hot dogs are here uh, in America so popular and considered, you know, the, the you know the most American, you know, mm-hmm. food, at some point it probably was foreign too. Mm-hmm. When somebody decided to either make it for the first time or bring it over uh, from their background and their culture, mm-hmm. so is that idea of saying, you know, whatever is new and different, uh, we just have to be open to it. So yes, there will be stories coming from all over, you know, different uh, um, inspiration. Maybe Millie could encounter an initial initially be uh, reluctant to contact. Uh, those guys who walk around in black robes with great big long beards and funny little beanies on their heads. And in that way, she will become acquainted with Orthodox Judaism. Exactly. All all sorts of uh, uh, groups and backgrounds. I have one of the possible stories is people with tattoos. Uh So why do they have those things on their skin? That's completely foreign to a young child. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, she might get uh, a little uh, afraid, and and we sometimes we have uh, some prejudgment uh, uh, mm-hmm. with people that decide to do that, and we don't know really what their story is. Mm-hmm. So it's just that idea of saying, you know what, let's let's just listen and uh, mm-hmm. learn to to accept them as they are. And not judge them. That's pretty much it. On the other hand, though, some tattoos are indicative of gangs. So Millie will have to try to differentiate between tattoos that people put on themselves as art and tattoos that brand them as violent people. Yes, you know, of course, part of the stories uh, and the book series intend to have a proper message and I, am, I work with a, a, an education specialist who guides me uh, through the right way of telling the story to young children. So, um, yeah, I, there is a, some um, challenge. But like in any topic, you know, like the headscarf, there is some political challenge behind that, too. Mm-hmm. And you try to keep it, or at least I try to keep it in a way that is honest uh, short and simple to the child so that uh, you don't have any misunderstandings, yes. Did you think that if you wrote the book with the child who is misunderstood being a Latina, that that would like cut too close to the skin 
Or did you think, well, that's, you know, they'll just think I'm trying to make a, a Latina book instead of make a book that all children can embrace and understand. Yes, a little bit of that. Uh, because I'm a Hispanic, of course, I, one day uh, there will be probably one or more stories that cover that. But I don't want it to be only about Hispanics. I want it to be more, in, you know, in covering everybody, including other cultures, even cultures that I'm not familiar with. So, yeah, I'm open to, to all of that. We'll take another break here. We'll return in just a moment. This is MTSU on the Record. Women in Science and Engineering, or WISE, helps college women prepare for and become involved in science-related careers. WISE nurtures women's interest in these fascinating and critical fields and provides mentoring and networking opportunities. The group's main goal is to assure women of their importance in all scientific and technical fields and to promote equal opportunity and treatment of women in science. I'm Dr. Judith Iriarte Gross, WISE advisor. For all the latest MTSU information, go to mtsunews.com. The Tennessee Civil War National Heritage Area is managed by MTSU Center for Historic Preservation. A partnership unit of the National Park Service, the Heritage Area tells the whole story of America's greatest challenge, offering assistance with Civil War and Reconstruction Era programs. Our projects include historic driving tours, museum exhibits, and nominations to the National Register of Historic Places. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Rodrigo Gomez is our guest. He is an assistant professor in the Department of Media Arts. He's also an animator, and he has written his first children's book, Million Roots, the Headscarf, with uh, accompanying animation to follow. How would you describe your animation style? In Million Roots, I'm trying to go in the a little bit more uh, old-fashioned looking color pencil type of book that we used to see in the past. They have a little bit of that tactile feel, although it's old computer-generated. Since it is uh, animation for children, I try to keep it simple, not to full of special effects or things like that. It's, <laughs> it's simple and, and direct and uh, trying to keep it fun and, and uh, um, you know, happy as much as possible, optimistic. When you're not doing Million Roots, what style of animation would you engage in when you're creating? Um, because I'm doing so many uh, different things simultaneously um, with animation projects. Uh, I have a project uh, currently that is a virtual reality project uh, where we have a little girl again mm -hmm. that happened to be just, uh, I think, a acquaintance. Uh, she's guiding somebody uh, uh, who is on an, in an elevator and she's guiding this person go up the elevator and every time the door of the elevator opens, you are in a different world. Mm -hmm. So it's more about the wonder of the environment and the wonder and, and of discovering the, the planet somehow through this elevator ride. Uh, and at the end, when you get to the last floor, you meet the little girl who's been talking to you all the time. So it's a little bit more of a discovery, not so much character animation. There's a little bit of a character animation involved at the end with the little girl. Mm -hmm. But the rest of it has been uh, most of a visual entertainment and you know, listening to the girl talking to you. Uh, so that's one type of work that I'm working now. I'm working also on another project. This is not me animating and producing. It's a project with a former student of mine hmm. who's autistic. And he um, goes and has conversations with autistic children. And, and 
we use those voices, those recordings, and he creates animations uh, to tell the story of those children with autism, to discover what autism is. So, um, and it becomes just funny, very basic cartoons uh, that we are uh, sending out to animation festivals to spread the word about autism. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, to me, the style of animation there is, a, you know, whatever the work uh, takes me, what most important to me is the message behind it. Mm -hmm. you know, always trying to say something uh, that has value to somebody. Might not be to everybody, but uh, to uh, a, a different target uh, that will say, oh, there is something interesting and, and uh, something to learn. Have we, uh, with the sophistication of computer-generated imagery, have we lost a certain innocence in in animation? Is it is everything so sophisticated and so, you know, video game looking, for lack of a better way of putting it? I'm not a, a, an expert in this area. You are, so I don't know quite how to phrase it. That uh, we've lost the kind of. Uh, uh, childlike quality that we used to associate with animation. Yes, you know, it's like like any new technology. It seems that we we get so in it that we forget the the basics. Uh, there is a, a kind of renaissance of some of that uh, now coming back in video games and and stories uh, of trying to. Make it simple. So now you can find, and I discovered this because my children are playing games, video games that, you know, are completely uh, fun. Like uh, uh, they have uh, characters. Uh, my daughter was playing a video game. I forget the name of it, where she's a duck. And the duck is just walking around the, the you know, the park and mm -hmm. just grabbing things and, and collecting things. And so it goes into this very, very basic, uh, simple story of a duck. Uh, doing things around a, a park and uh, going in a pond and things like that. Mm -hmm. So yes, it, that basic little message has gotten uh, lost mostly in the big screen, in the, the film mm -hmm. industry, um, and the TV uh, trying to get the you know a little bit less, but. The challenge with TV is that they need to make money out of it. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to make money, but yeah. they need to make money out of it. So the commercialization makes, makes it a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. What are you seeing in the content that uh, your students are producing in your animation classes? What what messages are they wanting to send with their creativity? There there are different uh, uh, things. Uh, it's, it is a, a challenge that we are working on trying to um, bring them into telling stories that have a meaning uh, meaning to them and to their community. Um, many times they come with the, this influence of the video games mm -hmm. and the uh, TV shows and the films, and, the, and they just care about uh, the um, visuals, the special effects, mm -hmm. uh, making the technique look crisp and sharp as it is seen in films today. Mm -hmm. So it's always this um, intention of trying to bring it back to an essence, mm -hmm. to their essence, uh, to tell a story that is meaningful to them. Uh, like an author, when you're trying to tell a story that really, really engages your emotions, and that uh, that's a hope that we're trying to implement with our students. Um, so hopefully we're going to, little by little, get more of that. Mastery of the techniques is important, but it's, it's the way that you use those techniques that matters. Yes. Yeah, there, there is this, uh, and I think it happens in many fields, uh, this uh, thinking that 
you go and learn your trade, and then you go and get a job doing it, which is not a bad thing. You know, getting a job and working for, in a case, for an animation studio is not bad. Most of the times, when you get a, a job as an animator, you go and you do animation. You create characters, or you do 3D of them, or you do the texturing and the coloring, or whatever it is that your part of the process is. So the, the creative component behind that is not that extensive. Um, the challenge is that uh, these days, like in many industries, those jobs are going away because they're going to uh, lower paying you know, mm -hmm. uh, markets. Mm -hmm. So um, we need to expand in the creative aspect, where, which is what's still staying here. And we need to make our students more competitive in that field, in the, in the, in the creation and the telling of stories that are meaningful and hopefully um, effective. Marshall McLuhan said the medium is the message, but sometimes the message is the message. Yes. I, I think that uh, the medium is important, mm -hmm. but, but we, don't, we don't have to rely on it only. I could tell a story, an animated story with just toothpicks mm -hmm. uh, on a table and a camera. Um, perfectly, I could create a story that will tell people what I'm thinking. So, And many times those basics are... Mm -hmm. um, more effective than a multi-million dollar production. The U.S. Forest Service did a Smokey the Bear PSA doing just that. Nothing wrong with creating uh, highly advanced uh, uh, technology, and of course, improving technology, expanding technology, uh, gives us the opportunity to create things that are different, new, engaging. That's fantastic. You just don't want to forget the basics, too. So, because the basics uh, take us back to our roots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where can people get a copy of Millie and Roots? Um, they can go to the website, millieandroots.com, M I L L Y A N D R O O T S.com. Mm -hmm. um, they also, uh, from there, they can go to you can go to Amazon uh, uh, there com or the publisher site also. So yeah, they can find it from those places. Rodrigo Gomez, thank you for being our guest today. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. The Intercultural and Diversity Affairs Center helps to promote awareness and understanding of the wide variety of cultures represented at MTSU. The center provides information, referrals, and resources. Additionally, IDAC tries to make students from different cultures feel welcome and comfortable on campus so they can have every opportunity to fulfill their academic, social, and personal potential. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. The American Democracy Project is a nonprofit initiative which strives for greater voter registration and civic participation among young people at MTSU and at campuses nationwide. Through encouragement from professors and peers, young adults are shown the value of being more active citizens in their community, their state, and their nation. ADP seeks to nurture programs that raise the campus community's level of engagement with society. For all the latest MTSU news and information, go to mtsunews.com. Randy Weiler has the middle moment. MTSU celebrates the 25th anniversary of hosting the Regional Science Olympiad for middle school and high school teams. They compete in 23 science, technology, engineering, and math discipline events. Chemistry professor and Science Olympiad director Pat Patterson talks about the special anniversary. 
I just find that really exciting that who would have thought many years ago when I started working with this that we would end up come to a point of 25 years and I see the kids excited and I have the new folks excited so that's what's special to me that we have faculty staff alumni current future teachers excited about science a few of my former students are bringing teams to compete they saw that this is the best of stem and it's not just a notebook kind of paper and pencil test students are building events they are getting excited about science that's mtsu on the record i'm jenna logue thanks for listening mtsu on the record a news and information program about middle tennessee state university is produced by the university's marketing and communications office which is solely responsible for its content read more about mtsu at our website mtsunews.com podcasts of this program are available at mtsunews.com and on itunes